Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with a Y. I am your host, Meredith Willits, and today I am coming to you from the lake house, and I figure I would try and record some stuff out here, even though I don't have my computer, so I'm on my phone with headset, so hopefully it sounds okay. But stay with me because we're talking about timelines. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Okay, so what in the heck is a timeline? We hear this all the time on spiritual, social media, We hear about it from all sorts of different creators discussing timelines. You may read about it in a book somewhere. And so I figured, like, let's talk about it because the other day at lunch, I felt myself jump to timelines and it was surreal. I've never really felt it in that way before, but I was sitting at lunch with a friend and it felt like I went through some sort of glob of energy. It was as if the entire seat area that I was sitting in went twice and I recognized it and I didn't say anything because I thought I was losing my mind as per usual, but I knew that something had happened. And ever since then, I have been on a completely different timeline, to be perfectly honest. So what is a timeline? It is a basically a direction that your life is going, the collective is going. And when you shift timelines, how does that happen? Well, it happens through education. It happens through learning something or unlearning something. A timeline shift could be falling in love or having a child. Those are blatant and obvious. Moving locations, a new job. There's all sorts of different ways that a timeline shift can happen. And those are ones that I just pointed out there are like actual physical, like I'm a not a mom and now I am a mom. I work for this company. Now I work for a different company. So you've entered a new reality, a new way of living, a new way of being. And so the other day during lunch, when I felt myself kind of move through a double blob, if you will, I knew that nothing had happened in my life necessarily. However, what I was speaking about to the person I was having lunch with, I believed is what shifted my reality. And so what was I speaking about, you ask? What I was speaking about was how white people will never give up their privilege and the belief that any white person will ever give up their privilege or their power is naive because it's just not going to happen. No one has ever had power and just given it up. There's actually, you know, laws that the president has to give up and transition power to the new president because they know as human beings, we are not going to do it just out of the goodness of our heart. And so I believe that as I was saying these words, an awakening of some sort, a recognition that I was willing to speak about it out loud for the first time somehow shifted my timeline. And ever since that lunch, I have felt and thought and been acting profoundly differently, especially with regard to the social media content that I am creating. Now, this, I'm usually a very spiritual 
only talking about love and how you can make your life better. And I'm still in line with that, but I'm feeling like I'm going about it a a profoundly different way in the sense that it's a little bit more in your face the last couple of days. It's very much more in line with what can you do? How are you the problem? Or also speaking about the white mentality, the white person's mentality towards these topics. And it's not that I think that people of color don't know our mentality, because my conversation is never necessarily directed towards people of color. It's not my role. My role is to speak to white people and wake them up to what they believe to be true and what they are actually thinking and kind of hitting them in the head and saying, do you know that you're thinking this way? Are you aware of your thought process and how it is affecting the world? And so I've been much more in your face about these things. I've also been talking ever since the shooting in Texas about how the NRA is actually a church for gun holders and how we give money to that church, how people give money to that church, and then it goes and buys and does and gets people to believe in a unified thought process. And so if a person were in the NRA were to maybe recognize that they belong to the church of guns, that maybe they would wake up to the fact that they are inside of that belief, inside of that timeline, be woken up to that, recognize what they're doing, recognize how they are praying to the gods of the AR, whatever, 15 or whatever, and giving money to that function of our society and maybe switch their beliefs, switch their dogma, switch the way that they think and feel and act with regard to what they're doing. And so I've been pushing quite a bit harder than ever before. The other thing that happened when I jumped those two timelines is I also gained access to a lot more information that had been hidden from me. See, as you move timelines, your ability to acquire information also switches. So before you are a parent, you are privy to a small amount of information with regard to children usually, or giving birth, or waking up in the middle of the night. After you have children, you have a whole new set of information that's been given to you by way of experience. And so when I jumped this timeline at lunch the other day, I was given more information that I had in the past, probably because my brain or the universe or source or my higher self felt that I was either ready for the information and or that I was ready to speak on the information because the person that I was saying this information to at lunch, although is completely and totally within my realm and scope of people that would agree with me, I believe that me speaking on it shifted my brain into fearlessness or more courage, I should say. Because I will always, I shouldn't say always, but it's a good possibility. Fear will play a role in my life when it comes to speaking on a lot of these topics because I don't want to alienate anybody. So that's my thing. Anyways, when I jumped this timeline, 
two timelines because I actually felt it jump twice. And I will tell you, I've never felt this in my life. So this is something that's very new. I wasn't drinking. (laughs) There was nothing going on like that. It was literally surreal. When this happened, an entire new part of reality and awareness opened up to me. And so when that happened, I became more aware of, in line with, my eyes were open to exactly what the matrix is. And exactly, or at least very close to how the matrix works. And so what the hell is the matrix, right? And this was basically shown to me this morning when I woke up, was basically the matrix is just a collective thought process. So we live in one matrix in the United States, another matrix in Europe, another matrix in South Asia, another matrix in South America. We all live in a different matrix parameter although all believing sort of the same thing. One and one is two, cars drive on four wheels, they use gasoline, the matrix shifted, the collective shifted when cars were able to run on electricity and so on and so forth. So as the collective shifts, the matrix shifts with it, but the matrix will always be collective thought and agreement on things in the world. and so. What was shown to me is that the church, because I have really struggled with this, I grew up Episcopalian, I did a short stint in a Southern Baptist, where I was busy backsliding all over the place and worrying about my hair being the glory of my feminine self, and should I wear pants and all the other fun stuff. And then I did a a shorter stint in kind of like an evangelical type moment. And so it's been definitely a progression through the ranks of religion. And inside of a church, I mean, I actually talked about a couple weeks ago, going to the church with my mother-in-law and family for Mother's Day and how it really was a nice sermon and a good message and the pastor was excellent. And so I know that inside of a church, people get relief. They are given spoon-fed hope and a way out and a way through. I know that a lot of the messaging can be very good. This is undeniable. And so I've had a very hard time coming to grips with what religion and church is, although knowing full well, based on my experiences with past life regressions and my relationship, my very different spiritual relationship with Jesus, that there's something inherently wrong with religion based purely on the fact that so much negativity, pedophilia, trafficking, and murder, death, and wars have come from religion. And so how can something that is good have so much negative attached to it, right? How can people get community and help and resources from a place while all at the same time knowing that the background noise of religion and church is so negative? 
And so I've struggled with this. And when I struggle with something, that means that I don't have full clarity on it. And so what was shown to me this past week after these timeline jumps is that the church has absolutely nothing to do with God. What the church actually does is that God and the Bible and what they're teaching is laced with human greed and human focus, deception, manipulation, and basically it's all connected to politics. And I remember when I was thinking about when Jesus was crucified and, you know, a lot of people will say that he was killed by the Jews. And I remember thinking, I don't think so. I think that was uh, Romans and therefore, in my opinion, the beginning of the Catholic church. Now, if you're Catholic, I'm not speaking against you or anything. I'm just talking about the things that I am feeling and knowing to be my reality and truth. And so I would beg you to question it and look at it closely. And so as I was being shown, the murders that have been taking place in Canada of the native people at the schools in Canada, where they found, what, 700 dead kids or more, I thought to myself, this is the fruit of the church. I think they've given $4 billion in lawsuits for the Catholic Church and the claims of the children that were affected by the priests due to sexual misconduct and pedophilia. And it literally says in the Bible, talks about the fruit of the tree, the fruit of the thing. And so the fruit of the church is not good. And so the church is nothing more than a pawn in the political play. The politicians, politics use the church. They are one in part and parcel to each other. They are one in the same. They are two hands of the same mind and focus is that they use the church and the people in the church to do their bidding. And they do this by way of the Sunday sermon, by way of their teachings, by way of them believing that they are better than higher up. I was just at a a funeral the other day at a Catholic church where, and it, it just, it never, ever is lost on me when the priest says, we invite all Catholics up to take communion. If you're not Catholic, please do not take communion. If that doesn't scream, not Jesus, I'm not sure what does. And so I am now fully and 100% okay with and clarified by the knowing that the church has nothing to do with God. It actually has nothing to do with Jesus. And what I was shown is that basically the church in itself is a blasphemous, they just said the word monolith, which I don't even know what that means. I'll have to look it up when I'm done here. Because they use the Lord's name for manipulation. They use the Lord's name to justify guns and children in cages at the border and not helping people whose countries are at war and killing them to come into our country. 
they use religion. They use you as members of the church to do their bidding. And they do it all in the name of Jesus Christ. And that, my friends, is blasphemy. They are part of, you are a part of, you are funding the political mafia of government by way of attending church and spreading the message of judgment and hatred and borders all in the name of God. And the thing that's sad about it is, and it's the same with the NRA, the church is no different than the NRA. Most people that are church-going folks are probably card-carrying members of the NRA, and they probably belong to all the same political party. The problem here is that you are all pawns in this huge machine that is politics and greed. You're all just working for the same end, which is white supremacy and the patriarchy. And I know those words get thrown around on social media by content creators all the time, but you cannot be a part of Christianity, what we call, what the society calls Christianity, and not be a part of white supremacy and the patriarchy. They all serve the same goal. They all serve the same purpose. They're all headed in the same direction. You give money to an organization that is paying people off for being molested by its members, by its leaders. And then you say, it's just these people. It's not these people. But it's sad because you believe that you are in line with a part of respecting, honoring, worshiping God. And they have completely brainwashed you all, me too, to believing this. We have been sold a bill of goods. We have been lied to. We have been manipulated. We have been told that is morality and we're helping people and we're running off to different countries and, you know, preaching the word of God and Jesus and bringing people over to Christianity. And we are. We're bringing people into the cult of Christianity, which has absolutely nothing to do with Christ. And we're told that we should do this. This makes us a good person, a good Christian. We're saving souls. But the fact of the matter is no souls need to be saved. They don't. Do you really think that between some person on an island who's never met Christianity, that their soul has been left to you to save? Do you think that you're that important that God needs your help? God doesn't need your help. Who are you? Who am I? God doesn't need you. That soul is saved. You're probably better off without you. Because your religion spreads nothing but judgment and oppression. But we've all been sold this. And it breaks my heart. It literally breaks my heart. We're told we're better than Muslims. We're better than Hindus. We're better than Jews. Jews are better than Christians. Leveling up egos. None of it's real. It's all just a school for ideology. That's all religion is. It's let me get you on my timeline. Let me get you. But, but Meredith, the sermon helps me every week to be a better person. It helps me. But there's got to be a better way. Jesus 
Jesus didn't go into churches. Jesus didn't do these judgmental things. Jesus talked about loving everybody. Jesus told us that we would do greater things than he even did. It actually says in the Bible, do not call anyone father. Yet the Catholic religion has everyone running around calling their priest father. Hello, the fruit of the tree, people. The fruit is pedophilia. The fruit is dead native kids. We're giving billions of dollars to an organization that has stolen countless artifacts, art, goods, gold, money from civilizations around the world and calling it God. Wake up. This has nothing to do with God. If you've ever read anything about Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard wrote the book that started the religion of Scientology. And he's been quoted as saying, if you want to have money, it was like, get a job. But if you want to be wealthy, start a church, start a religion. He knew. He knew that if he created something to fear or something to strive to, and that only he and his program could save you, take you on that ride, sky's the limit because humans fall for this shit. Humans fall for the thing to fear. We love it. We feed off of it. We sit inside of that timeline, that reality, that the world is a scary place, that there's something to be feared when we die here. And then we look for the person or the people, the faction, the paperwork, the book to save us from it. It's all human. And if it's human, it's nothing. It's a matrix. It's a timeline of a reality that you're finding in a book. And people will say, but Meredith, you quote the Bible all the time. You talk about Jesus. I do. And that's because during a past life regression, I was shown a lot about Jesus and Jesus's life. And I do believe a lot of what's in the Bible with discernment. The stuff that says you, this is going to change your life not go change everyone else's life around you. But Meredith, you have a podcast. You're trying to change people's lives. Yeah, I am. By saying, go figure it out. Stop believing in all of these dogmas and all of these things that say that you're better than, that you need to go fix people, that you need to save people, or that you're backsliding, or that men are you know, more important than women, that we are the lesser species, that white people need to run around saving everyone in the, in the earth and in Africa, making the world a better place through Christianity. Christianity has nothing to do with Christ. I know. I don't want to believe it either. How could that be true? How is that possible? Because they're using Christianity. They're using the words of Christ. They're using the parts of the Bible to serve their purpose. As I'm recording this, they're literally showing me, they, higher selves, spirit guides, clairvoyance, clairsentience, all of the good stuff. They're saying they picked and choose to manipulate all of us into their beliefs and their way of, of what they want us to do. They hit all the good parts, all the you're empowered yourself parts. All the you're all clairvoyant and you all have power, just like Jesus did parts. 
How can they save us for something if we are more powerful, if we are that which is, if we are made from the same that of Jesus was? They can't save us from anything if we're already saved. <laughs> I love that right there. They can't save us from anything if we are already saved by the grace of God. We need nothing. You need nothing. You don't need to kneel. Prayer is in your heart. Your frequency is prayer. You are naked before the eyes of God. All that is done in the dark will be shown in the light. You are naked in the eyes of God. Every time you clasp your hands and get on your knees at church, it is in vain. Every time you stand there with your hands up to God in front of all of your friends and family, proclaiming to be the most pious, the most connected, the most religious, you are going against that which Jesus even came here for. That is for your friends. That is not for God. That is for you to feel good. Every time one of you goes to another country to save yet more indigenous folks, it is in vain. It is blasphemy. Pray in bed when no one's watching. You are naked before God. God is you. You are source. You know in your heart how you feel. Stop with all the do-gooderness. Stop doing things and then telling everyone about it. As soon as you tell people all the good shit that you do, it's gone. Are you doing it for man or are you doing it for God? Working your bake sales, going to Honduras. That's all for your friends. That's all for your ego. That is not of God. But this is what we are taught in church. We are taught to do. And as soon as you do, you have undone. It is lost. It is empty. It is a vapid, vapid, whatever the word is, vessel of nothingness. So a timeline. I figure if, if you listen to this podcast today with an open heart and an open mind, looking for change and clarity, you are switching timelines right now, maybe even several. And this is why people don't want to see change in the world. They don't want kids wearing hats in school or teachers wearing flip-flops and jeans. They don't want to see gay marriage. They don't want to see a Black man as president of the United States because it is forcing a timeline shift that they are not ready for. They like it the way it is. They are comfortable in their timeline of supremacy and patriarchy and white supremacy and church and the way things were. It makes them comfortable. They know how to deal with it. But as Donald Trump showed us, nothing will ever be the same again because of his presidency. He shifted all of our timelines when he was voted in because now anything goes. Everything goes. Remember back in the 50s when like a president doing something scandalous was, oh wait, that was Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Scandalous, right? Scandalous. And then Trump came along and nothing's a scandal. Nothing is a shocker. Nothing freaks us out. Oh, there's UFOs. Of course there are. We're going through a pandemic. Of course we are. There's a new 
new Omnicron. Of course there is. Nothing shocks us. Of course it is. It's timeline shift, guys. It's timeline shift. You're going through them one after another after another. That is the discomfort of this awakening. An awakening is just a timeline shift to a new reality, to a new way of living and thinking and being and seeing, a new way of experiencing the world, an undoing of the matrix, maybe jumping on a new matrix timeline reality. Go to another country and live there for a couple of years. You'll be on a different timeline. You'll be in a different matrix. If you leave the United States, there's a very good chance that you will look back at the United States and go, what the heck? What was I believing? I have many friends and family that are afraid to leave the United States to go on vacation. They're deathly afraid of travel because the timeline and matrix that we live in in the United States is that everything is more dangerous out there. And only our government is saving us from the world. Colombia, you're going to die. Costa Rica, definitely going to die. Go to Mexico, you're going to die. The Turks and Caicos, I know you're listening. I see the, see my numbers coming in. You're not going to die in Turks and Caicos. No one dies in Turks and Caicos. It's just too beautiful. And thanks for listening. But the reality is, is your timeline is based on what you ingest, the seeds that you plant. Instead of listening to the news, listen to a podcast. Instead of watching the news or ingesting negativity, start reading books about other countries and other experiences. Travel. The world is not inside of that flat screen box in your family room. That is a convoluted dose of matrix mania. That is feeding the matrix. That is feeding the United States timeline. I'm always amazed when I travel to other countries because I literally don't know much about other countries until I'm there, uh, other than what our textbooks teach us here in the United States, which is that we are better than everybody. So know that. But I'm always amazed that so many other countries know what's going on in the United States and we never know what's going on in other countries unless it's negative. That blows my mind. Like, I could go to Greece and they know like everything about our president and our politics and what's going on over here. Go to India, same thing. Everyone knows what's going on in the United States. Maybe it's because we're so busy shoving it down everyone's throats. Maybe because we're so good at telling everyone we're the best. It's all, it's all make-believe. Go visit another country. They're doing just fine their way. But we believe that we have to tell everyone else how to live. I'm not sure if I ever told this story on here, but it's one of my favorites. I took an anthropology class in college and we were talking about white people, you know, Americans going over to Africa to fix and help this African tribe. And in this African tribe, the way that their houses were was that it was like a mud, mud mound. And in the middle of the mud mound at the root on the roof, it was all one piece, was a hole. And they would build their fire in the middle of their house, inside of the house, and the smoke would escape through the top of the hole of the structure. And Americans came over and said, you're doing it wrong. And they said, you have to put your fire on the outside of your house because you're going to get sick and have lung problems and all sorts of stuff. And so the people 
in this village did just that. They put their fire on the outside. And when they put their fire on the outside of their house, they all started to get malaria. Because you see what was happening with that fire being on the inside of their house, although the smoke went out the top and it was clean smoke. I know that sounds weird from just wood and it had a place to go. That smoke was actually protecting the tribe from mosquitoes and malaria. And so as people in Africa started to, in this tribe, started to do this and started to die of malaria, and they never brought their fire back into their home because they had been edumacated by Americans, then we needed to send over millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of nets to save these people from malaria. This is called do-gooderism. This is Christianity at its finest. This is white at its finest. We know best. Go listen to the podcast, Nice White Parents. It's excellent. It'll show you how screwed up this way of thinking is. Do-gooderisms, do-gooderness. It's a lie. And so I would ask you to jump timelines with me to challenge everything that you believe to be true, to challenge how you were raised, not because of the fact that your life will be bad if you stay in the church. You probably won't even recognize it. You'll just keep going and doing your thing, existing as you have, feeling that your way is the right way. It's comfortable for sure. I definitely benefit from white supremacy and patriarchy definitely benefit from it. I benefit from my white father and my white husband. My life will be easier knowing that my white sons will have a better chance, an easier chance of getting a job and having a successful life based on the privilege of going to college and good schools, good clothes, good hygiene, straightened teeth, an expensive haircut, nice shoes, well-spoken, social norms, all the things. I benefit, but I also challenge it. I challenge it with my husband because he is in charge of hiring. And I'm not saying that I'm an ally because you're only an ally to other communities if they ask and tell you that you are. And then they all have to agree that you are. That's not possible. I'm an ally to myself. I'm an ally to the truth as good as I know it to be. I'm an ally to anyone that wants to listen to this and maybe do better. That's who I'm an ally to. I can claim that. And if you feel that I'm an ally to you, great. I appreciate that. I appreciate you seeing me in that way. But I do not claim anything outside of the truth as I have been shown it. Jump timelines. Come into a new reality. Awaken. Get out of the matrix. Who you give money to funds the process. If you stop giving money to the NRA, to politicians, to churches, what would happen? What would happen if you challenged what is going on in the church? If you held the higher ups in a church responsible for what is going on, for the dead kids, for the dead natives, for the abused children of the Catholic church, and I'm sure so many other churches, for what is going on with the LGBTQ plus community where judgment and suicide and alienation is happening all in the name of God. In the Mormon religion, where if you want to step outside of that religion, you are ostracized that in the name of God. You have got to be kidding me. 
Look at the fruit, guys. Look at the fruit. That's not good stuff. That's not love. That's not God. If your God tells you to hate people, you're not doing it right. You're worshiping dogma. You're worshiping Christianity as you have been taught that it is, not that it is. You are worshiping humans and humanity and elitism. You're not worshiping God. And honestly, you don't even have to worship God. Just exist within the constructs of love. Anyways, I hope this helps you to understand a little bit better about timelines and matrix and what I'm being shown. And I'm sure it's not going to stop anytime soon with what is being downloaded for me, which I love and it's just all at the same time, but hopefully something, somebody gets something out of it. So thanks so much for listening and I'll see you here next week. If you haven't left a review, please do so. It helps the podcast. If you want to watch this on YouTube, they're uploaded on YouTube and you can see my fantastic hair and bad lighting. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and I'll see you here next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillets.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.